Hey there, my name is Lexi, and thank you so much for joining me today. In this episode, I'm gonna be talking about the different ways you can invest in yourself as an artist, as a creative, just whatever industry you choose to get into. These are pretty standard ways that most people would invest in themselves to become better in those fields. So if that's something you are interested in hearing the discussion about, stay tuned. get into this Lex check. Um, I have been waking up a lot later than I want to these days. And I'm trying to figure out, is it because I'm doing these late-ass sessions with Capo? Or is it because am I unmotivated? Am I overworked? Like, what is the real cause behind this sleepy thing ah grants thank you so much i'm gonna add that to the thing oh my music says artist grants so that's another thing that we'll talk about in this chat but uh yeah i've just been super tired lately girl stop playing with my pen she has a thing for pens the same way i do girl Look what you did. You're not gonna go get it? All right, well. Anyway, um, yeah, I've just been waking up later than usual and I don't like it because, you know, I try to be disciplined and I know that I have a lot of things that I wanna do, but lately, and it must be the seasonal affective disorder, if y'all were um, tuned in to what was it? I guess a couple episodes back where I talked about SAD, which is seasonal affective disorder. It is when you experience depression or symptoms of depression during the colder months of the year, uh, where winter just brings on a bunch of weird emotions for you. I suffer from that, especially coupled with the anxiety around my birthday and you know, the apprehension I get when it comes to celebrating my birthday. I just get really weird around this time of year. So I'm combating that. And I think that's what's causing me to wake up later in the day or to not want to get out of bed. And then something simple like it's cold outside of the bed. Inside the bed is warm. I don't want to release that warmth. But I'm trying to combat that. Um, Some other things that are going on in my life. I got my certification as a certified personal trainer a few weeks ago. So I'm really excited about that. And I am moving on to getting my certification in nutrition through the ISSA. So I am interested in training people or whoever is interested in being trained by me. I'm looking for clients. Um, I think the first round of people might just be like, what do you call it? Test group or, you know, test group. I guess that's the best way to put it. So I'm reading chapters from there, taking it week by week. I'm on chapter five right now, which is the chapter on proteins and amino acids. And just learning a lot, like 
learning a lot and hoping that all the knowledge that I get, I'll be able to apply it and kind of create my own program, which will be centered around creatives and how we can stay fit despite the weird schedule that we have, whether it's like, you know, studio sessions or going to all these events or being expected to like drink liquor or fast food because no one's really getting real food since we're in the studio all the time. Just stuff like that. Things to keep in mind for creating a program for creatives and artists and producers and studio managers who our our hours are different from traditional lifestyles, traditional standards. So I'm really excited about that. And let's see. Oh, I did a photo shoot the other day. Baby, oh my gosh, y'all are going to be so, y'all are going to be so proud of me. And it's kind of, it's kind of, when you remember that conversation we had a few weeks ago about, you know, people don't really see female artists unless we're being like hypersexual. I am being extremely sexy in this photo shoot, but it's me stepping out of my comfort zone. I was extremely comfortable doing that. So I can't say I was stepping out of my comfort zone. It's just, I'm finally putting into action some of the thoughts that I've been having for a long time when it comes to, I wanna do certain things. Updating my pictures and putting more effort into album cover art has been one of my goals for a very long time. So me finally booking a photo shoot on my own and going through buying the outfits and the accessories and figuring out how I'm going to do my hair just to see how beautifully it turned out. I'm really proud of myself because I beat myself up a lot about, you know, maybe I'm doing things a little too cheap or maybe I'm not putting in as much as I could compared to other people that I see who are, who do what I do and they make those investments of a dope album cover art. Whereas I'm okay with doing the best I can in the moment and then releasing it. And then I'll just get better, you know, for the next time. And I've been doing that. So I'm really proud of myself on that. Um, because, you know, I've been investing as far as buying cover art from uh, graphic designers. And I've been investing as far as paying for a photo shoot and been getting involved in TV shows, productions, behind the scenes, all kind of stuff. So I'm really proud of myself on that. Keep walking. I'll hold it for you. You won't fall. Okay. I cannot. I need these notes. Why are you like this? I need these notes, kitty cat. You got to get off. Thank you. So yeah, I'm just really proud of myself because along with um, struggling to stay disciplined, I've been trying to keep myself in check as far as, you know, I feel like I used to be really good at planning things and bringing it to life. But somewhere along the way, I lost that skill or I became fearful of not being able to execute things a certain way. So I stopped as far as, you know, I have this song, I have this idea behind the album cover art, I have this idea behind a music video. I book for the photo shoot, I book for the music video and plan the treatment and all of that. Somewhere along the way in these past few years, I've lost that drive or I've lost, seemingly lost that ability to 
continue planning and continue bringing my ideas to life. And I'm trying to figure out why that is. Uh, Part of me is like, maybe I listened to the wrong people too often and allowed too many opinions into my head. And because I took too many things into consideration, it caused me to be stagnant instead of listening to myself first and consulting with God first and getting a clear understanding of where I want to go. I lost sight, unfortunately, of what I truly wanted to do. So it's really exciting. Um, Should I show it on here? Um, No, y'all are going to have to wait. Y'all are going to have to wait and buy the merchandise and everything that comes with it. So I'm really, 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 really excited because it's beautiful. And it's coming after I got critiqued on. um, But the circumstances were very different. The show that I'm a part of. They only give us seven pictures. We never get to see the pictures that we did. So we don't really know how we did. We're just going off of the word of what the judges say. So that was another like validation to myself. Like I am great at modeling and I'm great at, you know, doing certain concepts and bringing those things to life. So it made me feel good. And last thing I want to talk about, um, well, as far as, I don't even want to present that way. So it it just made me feel really good. And then that goes into me feeling better about getting back on my grind as far as I had fallen off on doing the advertising for YouTube at the very least. So I fell off of Facebook, YouTube advertising. I don't really do Instagram advertising, but last week or earlier this week, I made the decision to get back into paying for my advertising consistently on YouTube, which is what I used to do all the time. So I'm, you know, looking at how much money I make monthly and seeing that I do have a budget I could dedicate monthly to advertising. And the one platform that I feel like I have the most consistency with or the most results that gets me the most genuine and organic interaction is when I am doing advertising through YouTube. So Doing that, I'm going to put a small amount towards these weekly episodes on my podcast. And what's going to help me is the reason why I chose YouTube is because I need to get a certain amount of watch hours to get back to the monetization. It used My channel used to be monetized until YouTube changed the rules and they upped the watch time. I think that's when they came out with like the YouTube partner program and my monetization got taken away. So... That's really been bugging because that could be another source of income. And I didn't even get paid the little bit amount of money that I made before they changed the rules. So just trying to get back into that. And that'll just help with different streams of income that I can build upon. So music being one, um, Anchor, these podcasts being another, YouTube being another, and Patreon being another. And then I work my regular job, of course. So My regular job brings in the bulk of the money, but I want to build up those other things. And now I have personal training I can add to that. And so I think I can become an ordained minister. I think I'm really going to do that as well. And somebody told me that I should get into being a makeup artist because they liked the way that I did my makeup for the shoot the other day. So that's those are just a few things I'm looking into to increase my income and to diversify my income sources. So I'm really excited about that. And um That's going to kind of lead into the topic for today, which is different ways you can invest in yourself as an artist or as a creative person. But 
last thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the bulk of this conversation. It's an announcement. I am releasing a single. Okay, I've already submitted it. It's on its way to all the streaming platforms. Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, YouTube Music, anywhere that you listen, whatever your favorite streaming platform is for music, my music's going to be on there. I'm just saying, I just blah, blah, blah. I just dropped a new single. Y'all are familiar with it, but I have a feature on this single. So I released Drop Top featuring Pleasure P. Super excited about it. My first major feature. I've been working with major artists for a while, but this is my first time having a major artist on one of my songs. So I'm extremely excited about it. And I'm going to share with y'all after this commercial break or during this commercial break, I'm going to share with y'all what that sounded like. So make sure in the next few days, it'll be up everywhere on streaming sites. Make sure you save it to your playlist. Make sure you download it if you want to show direct support for me. And just make sure you please spread the word if you love the song. It takes 10 seconds to share. You know, um, I would truly appreciate it, but I'm really excited. And yeah, Drop Top featuring Pleasure P. It's on the way out. So um, that is the end of my Lex check. That's what's going on with me. And now let's get into the topic at hand for this Lex chat with Lexi. Ways you can invest in yourself as an artist. We're going to get into the conversation right after this commercial break. is ways you can invest in yourself as an artist or as a creative person. I got this idea for this podcast because if y'all tuned in last week, I talked about um, how clients can be rude. And then I, at the end of that episode, started hinting towards a client who asked me how they could do certain things. And it, it got me thinking like, in this day and age of technology and information, why are you not seeking certain answers for yourself? And so that led me to think that maybe this person doesn't quite know where to start, even though I have made suggestions to him before. 
And even though we are in the age of internet and social media, and there are literally so many ways you can get the information that you you are looking for. So I call it investing in yourself because when you actively educate yourself and actively look for ways to improve, you are making an investment. Spending time doing something, that is investing in that thing. So I want y'all to, to really understand that education is a form of investment. Giving your time to something is a form of investment. Investment doesn't always have to necessarily mean a monetary loss or a monetary um, exchange. Although that's what most people think of when they hear the word invest, they think of money. But no, just think of investing as everything has a cost. While most people would bring up a monetary cost for things, people forget about other ways to pay. And other ways to pay, like I said, it's time, it's attention, it's ignorance because you you give up your ignorance. It is pride because you drop your guards and... um, You can't let people make you feel dumb for not knowing something. So you drop your pride, you drop, you give up your ignorance in exchange for the knowledge. So basically everything has a price, right? So I want you to think of investment in those terms and not just in terms of money. So what are some ways that you could invest in yourself as an artist or as a creative person? And I'm trying to frame this in the lens of how this client was trying to ask me questions, but I'm just going to give a few general ways that you can do so. And I'll try to sprinkle in my own experience as well. And hopefully whoever is listening or watching, it'll give you some ideas on what you can do as well. So during the Lex Check portion of this podcast, I talked about how I had kind of been falling off or not as on my game as I usually am as far as waking up early, feeling disciplined, doing ads, thinking of ideas, planning them out and bringing them into reality. Um, What I'm really proud of myself on is that I have gotten back into YouTube advertising. Um, So for me, YouTube advertising and then radio airplay, which is something it's a tool that I forgot about but it's a tool that CD Baby introduced me to. So CD Baby is the distributor I use to distribute my music to major streaming platforms and even unpaid streaming platforms because right now I release my music anywhere that it can be heard whether it's free or whether it is hey, stop eating the plant. Whether it is paid or unpaid. Terrible. Just terrible. That's why the plant can't grow because she's always chewing on it. I can see you. You're on camera. You are on camera. Kitty cat gone wild. Anyway, if you didn't know that I have an actual animal, that would sound really dirty. But let's get back to the conversation. All right. Let's get back to the conversation. So, yeah, I got back into doing YouTube ads and radio airplay and CD Baby. Those are three things that I just mentioned. So as an artist, how one of the things you should be thinking of is how can I make money from this? Now, if you're the kind of person where music is just a hobby for you, 
then you're not necessarily too worried about how you can make money from it. But I feel like you should try to get money or get some kind of return out of everything that's involved in your life, which for me is music. It's working out. It's helping people. It's just a bunch of stuff. I'm going to remove you. You're doing too much. Okay. So as an artist, one of your goals should be to make money with from your music. So money is an indication of how much of a following you have. It's an indication of who is actually supporting you. So how can you make money as an artist? You make money through doing live shows. You make money through streaming. You make money through um, services that you offer people. So one way that you could invest in yourself as an artist is to educate yourself on how you can make money from your music. How can you monetize your talents? For me, I'm a singer, but I always told myself, you know, I need to know how to do more than just sing because there's more to music than the talent. In fact, as my professors from school would say, the industry is 10% talent, it's 90% business. So talent matters very little when it comes to music industry or entertainment industry in general. That's just the unfortunate truth about it. So as an artist, you know, how am I going to make money? How am I going to brand myself? How am I going to advertise myself? How am I going to become a familiar name, a familiar brand to people? Because the goal is to have people listen to your music and share within your music. So you have to educate yourself on how you are going to turn your hobby or your passion into a stream of income. So I already mentioned three before. I said YouTube advertising, radio airplay, CD Baby. So CD Baby, educate yourself on how you're getting paid. Educate yourself on how you can be placed in front of people more easily. So you want to be a familiar brand, you got to make yourself known on familiar platforms. Familiar platforms being YouTube, being Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music. I think Napster is still a thing. Google Music, Amazon Music, basically any popular platform that people are using to take in music, to find new music. You need to make sure that you are available in these places. So one way that you are going to invest in yourself is you are going to research digital distribution. There's CD Baby, there's DistroKid. CD Baby is who I use. And I have used DistroKid as well, but I prefer CD Baby. I do have a video on why that is, which I will link in a little information bubble that's going to pop up on the screen. But digital distribution through CD Baby, DistroKid, there's TuneCore, there's United Masters, and there's Beatroot. There's just so many different digital distributors that you can choose from. And you need to educate yourself on, all right, what is the cost associated with releasing? And each of these sites as well will have booklets. They'll have information for how you should go about releasing and certain steps that you should take for each release. So with CD Baby, they'll say things like record the song, mix and master the song, do cover art for the song, consider doing a music video, uh, distribute, decide how much you'll charge for a download if people choose to buy the single directly, um, send, send your music out to 
playlist curators to have a better opportunity of your music being seen by more people. Consider advertising. Consider an advertising budget. Consider any kind of merchandise you can squeeze out of this um, this single or album release that you're doing. So immediately, when you invest in one thing, that one thing will lead you to a multitude of other steps you can take. And sidebar, we're going to kind of cut the conversation a little bit. Definitely stay encouraged. Now, something that people don't quite understand about music is how much of a long game it is. And this is something that I've taken a very long time to come to the conclusion of. It's always been in the back of my mind, but I recently like confirmed it in my head. Like, yes, maybe I need to build myself up in other areas so that I can continue to build myself up in the area of music. So music is a long game. You're not going to make all of your money in the first year. It might take you upwards of 10 years before you get a firm foundation and a firm rooting and a firm core audience, all of those things. If you're doing this consistently, it could take you upwards of 10 years unless something like amazing happens, like you go viral in your first two years um, and then that will catapult you to kind of skip some steps and skip some of that footwork that goes into it. But I don't want you to be discouraged by constantly finding out that there's more that you need to do. (laughs) There are so many different layers to this music thing that it can become overwhelming. And even for myself, I've gotten really tired this year. And this is year eight for me. Yeah, 2021 is year eight for me. I'm extremely tired. But that's because personal things, I don't take vacations, I don't balance my work and my personal life as well as I could. But I don't want you to be discouraged by always by finding out that there's always another level to things. So one level is distribution, right? But just from that one thing from distributing, you found out that you got to think about recording the song, you got to think about mixing and mastering album cover art, photo shoot and or video shoot, playlisting, pitching your song to different playlists, curators, radio stations, advertising, budgeting for advertising, merchandise. Are you going to go on tour or are you going to perform this song? What's that going to cost as far as time and monetary value? And you got to get styled and have fashion and look presentable when you go do these shows. So, you know, it's a lot. One step is going to open up 10 more doors or 10 more paths that you probably never even thought of. But don't get discouraged. Think of it as you are always going to constantly be learning. You're always going to constantly be finding new ways that you can invest in yourself or new things that you need to learn and know about. So don't get discouraged. So Distribution is one of the things. Um, Another way to invest in yourself, right? Educating yourself on all of the ways that you can prosper or do well in the industry. So as I said earlier, I always knew that I needed to know how to do more than just be a singer. Because singing, as I told you earlier, the industry is 10% talent. It's 90% business. So I said to myself, okay, looking at the industry that I'm interested in, what are all of the different facets and all of the different nuances that go into 
music. And I mentioned this on my on the last episode as well. I used to sit down and listen to CDs when I got them from the store and I would look in the CD booklet and I would look at all the credits and all the names and in, in, included in that booklet. And I would see performer, songwriter, producer, executive producer, tracking engineer, mixing engineer, mastering engineer, the name of the studio that it was recorded at, the name of the studio where it was mixed, the name of the studio where it was mastered. If there was a video attached or photography attached, you got the name of the photographer and where that photographer studio was. You got the name of the videographer and where the video was shot or the studio that took care of, you know, all the logistics of the shoot and just a bunch of different information that you can look at just from looking at the CD insert. And so I said, okay, obviously one of the most important parts of being an artist is recording the music. So I want to be involved in those behind the scenes. And that's how I decided to go to school for audio engineering, because that's probably gonna be one of the biggest costs to an artist is going to the studio. And I'm thankful that I made that decision because I've saved a lot of money on studio time. Honestly, I'm spoiled. I don't pay for studio time. Um, I don't pay for studio time. I don't really pay to get my stuff mixed anymore. And I don't really pay to get myself mastered because I have that knowledge for myself. I went to school to learn about that facet of my artistry with the intended goal in mind of I can build my name. I can learn what I need to learn to help myself as an artist, but I can also build my name behind the scenes and learn from other people who are in to this music and into this music industry. Girl, are you about to attack me? Are you about to attack me? she's about to attack anyway so yeah um i feel like she's trying to attack me who are you looking at anyway i'm gonna try not to be distracted by the kitty cat so yeah um school is the way that i decided to invest in myself and learn about the behind the scenes aspect of being an artist so if you're interested, and this is specifically towards that client who asked me what they could do about certain things in the industry. If you are looking to be an artist, take a look at all of the facets, all of the things and nuances that surround being an artist and which of those things you might want to get into. All of them are really great choices to get into because it can only serve to do good for you as far as increasing your knowledge about the things that go on behind the scenes and increasing your knowledge of the technical aspect of recording a song and what it takes to quote, make a hit unquote. So um, school is a major thing that, that a major decision that I made for my life to learn how to record, mix, produce. Um, the other stuff is like, it's like songwriting that's something that you kind of have to develop on your own. There are certain formulas and certain structures that you might need to abide by when it comes to writing and how to structure a hit song. But that's something that you should be taking the time for yourself to do. So if you are wondering how to write songs better, then the best thing to do is to write songs. And understand that your early work is not going to be as good as the work that you do a year from then 
two years from then, five years from then, eight years from then. Your work is going to evolve and it's going to change. And it's important that you keep in mind, like I said earlier, this music thing is a long game. And it's important that you keep in mind that you are always going to be building off of a foundation and you are always going to be expanding off of those different building blocks. So stay encouraged and keep yourself in check as far as knowing that you will always be a student and there will always be something that you need to learn and there will always be something that you need to improve on and there's always someone who knows more than you. That's just how it is. So keep yourself in check and keep those thoughts in your mind to stay a student. Always be a student of life in general, but always be a student of your industry. Good morning, Q-Dog, good morning. So along with school being one way that I learned about music, of course, there comes books with that. Um, if you are the kind of person who is very self-motivated and you can make yourself either sit down and read through what you need to learn or you can put yourself on some kind of schedule to absorb the information that you know you need, then books are a great source. So I, in last week's episode, I told you about a couple of books that I started with when I first got into this. Let me share with y'all my collection or a piece of my collection. Good morning, Miss Tracy. Uh, let me share with y'all a few books. So this one is, and if y'all saw me do the balance challenge, this is the book that I had on top of my head. It is All You Need to Know About the Music Business by Donald Passman. This is the ninth edition. And this is the Bible of music industry. So All You Need to Know About the Music Business by Donald Passman, ninth edition. And last episode, I went through some of the titles uh, for the headers of the chapters. And we could just really quickly review that. How to pick a team, personal manager, business manager, attorney, agents, advances and recoupment, other major deal points, producer and mixer deals, advanced royalty computations, advanced record deal points. You got copyrights, publishing companies and major income, secondary publishing income, songwriter deals, uh, advanced copyright concepts, groups, classical music, personal appearances and touring, merchandising, retail merchandising, licensing, composer agreement, film songwriter deal, music supervisor, soundtrack album deals. All you need to know about the music business. Ninth edition by Donald Passman. So that is one of the books that was highly rec recommended by my professors. What up, Greg Keys? One of the books that was highly recommended by my professors, All You Need to Know About the Music Business by Donald Passman. So I immediately went out to go buy that book. And then in the same music section, I found this one by Tad Lathrop. It is This Music, sorry, This Business of Music, Marketing, and Promotion. I see Greg Keys said he has that book, All You Need to Know About the Music Business. It is the Bible. It is the foundation, the starting point for all you need to know about business in the music industry. Um, and then the, another book that I found in the same section, because back then I would go into like I would go into Barnes and Noble. That's my 
That's my bookstore of choice. Before that, it was Borders. Borders was a bookstore that was included in all the malls around the country, but they closed down, unfortunately. So Barnes & Noble became my bookstore. If you just go through the music section of the bookstore, you will find all kinds of books like this. So I found all you need to know about the music industry and then this business of music, marketing and promotion, a practical guide to creating a completely integrated marketing and e-marketing campaign by Tad Lathrop. And some of the chapter headings on here, selling music in the new entertainment marketplace, charting the corporate hit making process, marketing program, basic product and its audience, packaging the product, pricing payouts, profits, distributing through stores and suppliers, direct marketing and non-store sales method, distributing over the internet, publicity, online techniques, promoting the product on radio, video and television, promoting the product, sales incentives, live shows, other methods, working the live performance market, expanding the marketing program, generating from writing and publishing, promoting music in foreign countries, monitoring, managing market, 20 profile building ideas to use right now, talking shop interviews. So this is another great book. As far as like technical aspects of marketing and promoting and networking, and great tools like that right another recommendation i would give if you have a favorite artist if you have a favorite producer um if you have someone in the industry that you look up to and these are just a few these are just a few of the books yes so um my Beyonce book is upstairs, but so this is a book by one of my friends. <laughs> oh, look, it gave her a filter. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't know it did that. It finds a face and it gives it a filter. But anyway, this is Prayed Time Off by London Elixir. And I just did a book review for this a couple of weeks ago. So if y'all missed that live um, and you're not a part of the Patreon, you missed it and you haven't seen it yet. Um, but this is, she's a producer, songwriter, engineer out here in Atlanta, and she has given some pointers on, you know, what it's like being in the music industry and certain things that can help you find your purpose. So it's like a self-help kind of book, but, and then one of my clients, Claudette King, she came out with a book, My Dad and Me, which is about her. And she is the, she is the daughter of B.B. King, who is a blues legend and that's a book by her it's called my dad and me and then just other books like uh, Maya Angelou is someone that I admire so I got a book of her poems and the original point I was getting to by pulling these out so if you have an artist or an ex or a producer or an engineer that you look up to going through the book section you'll realize that a lot of them have written books and a lot of them have memoirs or they have self-help books. It's so funny that Instagram is giving y'all face. Like, she ain't got no eyelashes. No, this is more myself. There we go. It finds a face and it gives it a filter. That's so crazy. But anyway, 
So yeah, find books by people that you admire in the industry. I have another book that's about Beyonce, but I have this book by Alicia Keys, More Myself, which is, you know, like a, a biography of her life and her accomplishments and the journeys and the battles that she's gone through and the successes that she's had. And this is Rage to Survive, the Etta James story. And it's about her life and certain things that she went through. And look, Etta tells it like it is. I related to every page. Great book, Ray Charles. But just people that I admire and whose example I follow in the industry. I'm really interested in, you know, how they think about things. And I'm interested in how they got to where they are and what they went through. Because aside from the technical aspect of the industry, like, you know, knowing how to sing and knowing about mixing and mastering and recording songs, you should also know about the psychological part of being in the industry and hearing about other people's stories and how they dealt with those situations and becoming familiar with situations that you yourself as an artist might also come across. That is great research. So another way you could invest in yourself as an artist is by reading books by artists that you admire and even if you don't want to read their books, you can go on a place like YouTube and look up interviews and research, you know, the interviews where they're telling their story about how they made it or they are they are giving interviews about, you know, things that happened in their life or just researching how interviewers are interacting, how they're answering the interviewers, the questions that are being asked, because these are going to be questions that they'll probably ask you as well when you get to that level. And it's just great research. So that's preparing you for how people are going to relate to you, how people are going to get to know you and how you should interact with the media. So that's another aspect of, um, that's another aspect of, you know, investing in yourself by seeing how these people went through it, how these people did it. Other ways, you know, if you don't want to take the school route, you can do quick things like seminars or writing camps. If you follow people on social media who are people that you admire, whether they be other artists or songwriters or producers or mix engineers, you can go to certain festivals, you can go to seminars and they have educational aspects on things that you're interested in, in knowing about within the industry. So I'm out here in Atlanta and one of the major festivals that comes to Atlanta is A3C. Now, I don't know what A3C stands for to this day and I've been in Atlanta for eight years, but A3C is a music festival where they have music performances, obviously, but a huge part of A3C is the educational aspect of it, where they have different seminars, different workshops and meet and greets and networking events where you can meet other people who are also creatives and who are also artists. But you can also listen to panels and seminars where heavy hitters in the industry come out to talk to and answer questions for people who are coming out to these events. And you can learn a lot by being in the same space as these people. So you got seminars, you got the camps, you're finding out about these things through social media, through the Internet. And you just have to kind of keep a swivel head and keep an eye on events that might be going on around your city. Or even if you are willing to go out of town and travel, you might make a vacation out of it, which is something that I've been thinking about doing, but I haven't done yet. But like I've seen advertising for like different writing camps, right? So 
another aspect of being an artist, right? As far as like how you're going to get paid. And I kind of mentioned it with the distribution, but haven't talked about it yet. Is something called a performance rights organization where it's a company that's basically going to collect your royalties and pay you out. So they find out where your music is being played, where your music is being you know, distributed, where it's collecting from, and they make sure that you are getting your royalties. That's ASCAP, CSAC, BMI, which you have probably heard before. So they are great resources because you register your music with them, but they also have tools that are letting you know, like further education. Um, I think through ASCAP, they are always advertising like an ASCAP Expo, which I think the last one was in Los Angeles, where, you know, it's like a three day over the span of a weekend, a three day seminar, a three day getaway. You got writing workshops, you got seminars, you got panels, you got song reviews and just a bunch of different aspects of this getaway of this camp, this experience that you can learn so much about the industry you can network and meet other songwriters other people who are in your performance rights organization which that one specifically is ASCAP but I'm sure CSAC and BMI do the same thing as a matter of fact I know that CSAC sponsors another music business and sports expo I think is another one out here in Atlanta that I think is sponsored by CSAC but there are just so many different resources to take advantage of as an artist to learn more about your industry and you know just it's just so much it's just so much another thing is as you get further into it like I because like I said you discover one aspect of it and that opens up 10 other different paths that you need to explore need to or that you have the possibility of exploring once you are alerted to the existence of certain things because honestly I don't I'm telling you about all the different things that you can look into that's going to help you but I it doesn't matter how much I tell you if you don't take action on at least one of these things so as an artist you know it looks it looks like glitz and glam from one side looking in, right? From the outside looking in. The major question that most aspiring artists have is, how do I become famous or how do I make money from this music? And that question alone is going to help you in your search of, you know, how do I become more in this industry? So like I mentioned earlier, you have to keep an open mind and you have to always keep yourself in check and keep yourself humble to a degree in realizing that you will always be the student because this is a long game and there are a lot of little tiny details that go into being an artist. So start with the questions. What questions do you have? If, you're, if one of your questions is how do I make money as an artist, then that is a great starting point. And that should lead you to a few different outlets. As a matter of fact, let me look this up right now. I have my computer in front of me, right? Because we are in the age of technology and we have we have technology, all right? I'm going to go on here to Google and I'm going to type, how do I make money? Wow, this is really hard with one hand. 
as a recording artist how to make money as a recording artist now I didn't mean to change my eye color there when I search on Google how to make money as a recording artist first thing that comes up is music business handbook get your free PDF from Berkeley what is that because I didn't know Berkeley offered a free PDF so we're on Berkeley online sign up to download the music business handbook and I'm like, you know what? Let's go ahead and do it. I'm going to turn y'all attention away because I don't need y'all knowing my personal information. When I get famous, more famous than I am today, y'all are going to be coming for my personal int- my personal information and I can't let that happen. Um, I'm interested in online degrees, online certifications. I'm going to say I'm not sure yet. What do you want to study? music business okay what do you want to study producing music performing music music business writing music music theory and education undecided we're just going to do music business so this right here right that first question of how do i make money as a recording artist the very first link is a link to a free music business handbook by berkeley and berkeley is a prestigious institute when it comes to music and the performance arts but this little thing that they're having me fill out right now i'm interested in online degree online certification online courses i just put i'm not sure yet and then what do you want to study these are different fields that maybe you didn't know about before you searched this topic I didn't know I could produce music. I didn't know I could perform. I didn't know I could get into music business. I didn't know I could get into writing music. I didn't know I could get into music theory and education. So that one question of how do I make money as a recording artist, that led to a further breakdown of what do I want to study now? I didn't know about these different aspects. So I'm going to do music business. I want an advisor to contact me. No thanks. By submitting this form, you're agreeing to receive communications from Berkeley. And to have your information processed in accordance with the terms of our policy. Hey, stop chewing on that. Gotta yell at the cat real quick. All right, so we're submitting this. It says thank you. So in exchange for giving a little bit of information, and that's typically how it's going to go. But that's one free way to get more information. Girl, I'm going to throw a pillow at you. Stop it. She just looks guilty. So I just gave my information, right? Download the handbook. This is a 97-page music business digital handbook. And what are we talking about in this handbook? How to process music industry data, creating a successful marketing campaign, make your brand work for you, convergence convergence, and the flood of media content, five tips to SEO, which if you're an artist, at some point you're going to have to build a website for yourself. And that's what SEO stands for, search engine optimization, which Berkeley has optimized their search results because their this handbook was the first thing that popped up in my Google search. So that's something else you got to learn about. Fighting for family with music business, how to turn your band into a business, and then from merch seller to music supervisor. This is 97 pages, and this is free. All I had to do was give my name and my email address, 
And I have a free 97 page handbook, music business handbook from one of the most prestigious music schools in the country, Berkeley. Okay. And as you see, I went ahead and I downloaded that bad boy because I love getting information. All right. So now we submitted that information. Let's go back, right? How to make money as a recording artist. That was our very first link. If you scroll down some more, something that Google does that I love is they give like little bullet points of information. So it says here, let's go over the most common revenue streams artists use to monetize their music. Earn streaming royalties through digital distribution. Make money playing gigs. Sell band merchandise online, collaborate with bank with brands and other musicians, sell beats and samples, teach music classes or sell lessons. Now, right there. OK. And this is why I'm telling you as an artist, if you have questions, all you have to do is start with one question. How do I make money as a recording artist? And we just got a free handbook and then Google just gave us a playlist not a playlist. Google just gave us a bullet point list of different ways, the most common revenue streams that artists use to monetize their music. Royalties from digital distribution. Remember, we already mentioned digital distribution at the start of this episode. Playing gigs or doing shows. We talked about that. Selling merchandise online. We talked about that. As a matter of fact, at the very beginning of this podcast, I told you CD Baby or DistroKid, TuneCore, whatever digital distributor you choose, they have guides and handbooks, checklists for how to go about releasing your music. And everything that Google is saying right here, that would have got you there. But you have to first ask the question and then, girl, you got to first ask the question. And then once you research for the answer for that question, you open one door, 10 more are exposed. 10 possibilities, 10 paths that you could choose to explore. So really, it's that easy as an artist. And for the client who asked me the question, you know, how do I do certain things? I'm not going to, I don't remember the specific question. It had something to do with like ownership of the music. And then another question was like being your own label or signing, right? And I had to tell him basically, you know, we have all of this technology available to us. And the point that I'm making with this podcast is I can give you all the information and I can tell you everything you need to know, but it's up to you to apply. Okay. You have to have discipline and you have to apply everything I'm telling you. So that's why, and I've had people, you know, ask me, Lexi, why do you give away so much free information? Why are you you know, teaching things for free online. Why are you doing free tutorials online? Because I can give you all the information you need, but I can't work for you. I can't research for you. Or even if I did research for you, I can't contact curators for you. I can't contact radio personalities and program directors for you. I can't go to the shows for you. I can't perform for you. I can't write the music for you. At the end of the day, it still comes down to an individual's discipline and an individual's willingness and um, hunger, I guess, to want to make something shake for themselves. So I can give you all this information, but are you going to do anything with it? 
And if you're not going to do anything with it, then stop asking me questions. Because that's what would get me offended. And as a matter of fact, I think I stopped because I did mention that I used to talk to this client. He would call like a few times a week trying to have hours long conversations about things where he's just asking questions. But for certain people, if I notice that you keep asking me questions, but we've been working together for two years and you're still in the same position as two years ago, I'm not answering your questions anymore because you haven't even started on step one. You haven't even taken the first step forward towards, you know, educating yourself or buying that microphone or coming in more consistently for studio time. And I don't want to make anyone feel bad because, you know, I struggle with money, too, as far as not having as much money as I know it takes to become successful in this industry. So I have to get very creative with a lot of things. If you don't have a lot of money to at least come in and make sure that you can record, let's say, 20 songs, okay? Let's say you want to record 20 songs. You should be finding creative ways to make things happen. So if you know you don't have a lot of money, but you know that recording is an important part of being an artist, then you should be doing research. Where are the studios in my city? How much does it cost per hour? Is there a minimum to be recording? And you don't really know how long it's gonna take you to do one or two songs. I would encourage you to actually do a test a test um, session. So maybe you go and you book two hours. So save up to do a two hour session and do a cover song or you know get an idea down that maybe you've had written down for a long time and see what it's like to record that and so you'll you'll kind of understand your workflow so you can gauge how long you might need to get 20 songs recorded okay and then take advantage of studio deals like at some of the studios I work out of you do 4 hours for a 175 it's typically $60 an hour but we have a four hour special four hours for 175 it's almost buy three get one free kind of situation so if you can save up to get a four hour session come to the studio prepared with your music written out already having the beats that you're going to record to don't leave anything up to chance don't leave anything up to um, cause you to waste time in the studio. The way that you get creative with a little bit of money is by heavily planning. And granted, you can't plan every little step, but something like coming to the studio and saying, I got this four hour session. I want to come out with two or three really great songs. That is an, that is a very manageable plan. That's very realistic. And that's something that you can start with, but you have to start you have to do the work behind the scenes of writing the songs. You have to do the work behind the scenes of choosing the beat. You have to do the work behind the scenes of researching what studio you could go to. But anyway, I don't want to be on a soapbox for too long. We're hitting our hour mark for this episode of, you know, how you can invest in yourself as an artist. And I might change the name of this because honestly, it's more so how to... I don't know how to educate yourself, educate, invest. Um, there are just so many things. The main takeaway I want you to have from this episode is you got to start with one question. 
Start with one question. Start with one door. In, in your search for the answer to that one question, 10 more doors will be revealed. 10 more paths will be revealed. More questions will arise and it's just gonna lead you down a rabbit hole of information that is going to be very important to you as an artist. So like I told this client, if this is really important to you, you will have action about yourself to find out the information that you have all these questions about. But if you find that you have all these questions but you're not putting in the work of finding the answers, I won't say that you don't want it that bad, but I will say that maybe, I will say that it's probably gonna take you longer because you're not willing to act for yourself. That's what I'll say. I never wanna discourage anyone because I know how certain people will talk to you to make it seem like you're not, you're not passionate about what you wanna do. And I realize how very destructive and discouraging that can be. So I'm not gonna tell you that if you're not doing certain things and you don't want it that bad. You may really want it that bad, but we, we're all going through stuff, right? We're not making as much money as we want to. We might got some mental stuff we go through. We might got personal issues we go through that just really hinders our progress. So I'm not going to tell you that you don't want it that bad. I'm just going to tell you that when you want to know something, you're going to go out and you're going to get the information and you're going to apply when you are tired of being in certain positions. So definitely hope, as always, that this helped you. And I hope that it first and foremost, turn some gears in your head for how you can invest in yourself, certain paths you can take, certain questions you can ask, certain free resources you can find to get you further along on this path if music is something that you would like to do. Um, <clears throat> and Gray Key says, I think that the advice of starting with one question, investigating and watch Pandora's box open, huge gem. Thank you. Thank you, Great Keys. I think so too. And what's beautiful about that first piece of advice is how simple it is. Something else that I want to harp on before we get out of here, because I don't want this to be too long of an episode, all right? We're trying to keep that one hour format. But something else I want to leave you with, right, is... Oh, shoot. Let me get it back. I think the advice of starting with one question, investigating and watch Pandora's box open is a huge gem. Um, dang it. I lost it. Oh, no. But yeah, so starting with that one question and allowing yourself like once you do the research of allowing yourself to go through the rabbit hole and just seeing what you find out, that's going to open your eyes a lot a lot to the different possibilities for what you could get into. Yeah, just really starting with that one question, okay? And maybe this is something that this is something that I need to implement for myself too. Start with one question or start with one idea and research how to get your answer to that question or research how to bring that idea into fruition and that will lead you down a rabbit hole that will get you the answers that you seek so yes i hope this information was helpful to anyone who is an aspiring artist music producer songwriter just all around creative person or even anyone who's not involved in the music industry because this 
these this line of questioning is effective in any oh that's what it was the simplicity of it that was the other thing i wanted to say okay so it's a strong piece of advice to start with one question right the other thing that i want you to keep in mind is that a lot of things that we want is actually really simple for us like the the answers to things are very simple but what holds us back is the fact that we are not acting we're not putting action behind it part of putting action behind finding the answers to your question or part of action right part of the action of becoming better is asking questions that's what i want to say part of the action of becoming better and progressing is first asking a question and then the next step is researching and it really is that simple the more you question the more you research the more your questions get answered so like i said keep yourself in check always remember that you are a student and there's always something you can learn there's always something you can improve on and that will help you get really really far or at least closer to your dreams than you were yesterday closer to my dreams i'm getting higher yeah yeah that's by Gawapale. Closer to my dreams by Gawapale. But anyway, thank y'all so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that it helped. And if you find that it helped you and you think it'll help someone else, please make sure you thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe. Turn on the notification bell if you're watching on YouTube. And share it with somebody who you think will benefit from this information. And who is interested in listening to stuff like this. Because there's a lot of great ideas on these podcasts in these Lex chats with Lexi. Um, if you are on Patreon or if you would like to support me, um, you can go to patreon.com slash LexiATL. For as little as $5 a month, you will get access to these live chats. You will get access to bonus episodes, bonus material that nobody else will see. Or you'll get instant access to things that will take months for the general public to be made aware of. So if you want to be a part of that secret little club, Make sure you go to patreon.com slash LexiATL for $5 a month to support me and get those resources. Um, Other ways that you can support me, follow on Instagram, listen on Spotify for the podcast, Lex Chat with Lexi. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to Anchor, go to Podmatic, any, any place that has your favorite platform, any favorite platform of yours where podcasts are found, that's where you can find this. And yeah, thank y'all so much for tuning in today. Um, I wonder what next chat will be about. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to record a chat or or not for next week or the following because next week is going to be Christmas and then the following week is New Year's and all of that is on the weekend. So we lit. I don't know if I'm staying in Atlanta or going to see family, but I'll still have episodes come out. Um, Maybe I have to think about it. I don't want to say too much. I got to think about it. I do have episodes that I could post without having to record live but i will think about it or see if we'll just start fresh in the new year but yeah in case we don't merry christmas happy holidays happy new year and i don't know if y'all are into new year's resolutions or not but i personally believe that you don't have to wait until each new year to start a new habit or new behavior but let that be because this is a universal rule that could apply to any industry for any person right 
And then we're going to end on this because I'm about to be rambling again. Start with one question. It starts with one. Try to find your answer to that one question. And in your search of the answer for that one, you will find 10 more questions that will pop up. So, but you got to start. You have to put in the work. You have to take the action of starting and researching and putting things into effect. That's how you bring them to fruition. So, Thank y'all so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching and tuning in to this Lex Chat with Lexi. We'll be back soon. Stay close to the social media as far as like what's going to happen with the next couple episodes or if we'll just start next year. But thank y'all so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. My name is Lexi. Until next time, peace. My top, top, red lights I got.